operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Uh-oh. Red Wine. <laughs> Red Wine, are you there? <laughs> I guess you're making a party. I'm going to spy, darling. I'm going to You're making a cocktail. Uh-huh. Bologna, no, I bologna and cheese. <laughs> I was talking to the mute button. I'm so sorry. All <laughs> oh, right. We were having a private conversation, but we're oh, back. We're wow. back. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're going to get into this um, first hot topic here. Uh, California says Republicans can no longer deploy unauthorized drop boxes. Okay. So California Secretary of State Alex Padilla and Attorney General Xavier Becerra told reporters on on today that the state Republican Party has agreed to, quote-unquote, no longer deploy unstaffed, unsecure, unofficial, and unauthorized ballot boxes, drop boxes. So um, the state GOP said Padilla and Barcella um, didn't bother to learn the facts about accusing us of wrongdoing. Uh, it goes on to say that they want to do anything to confuse voters and our supporters and let our uh, detractors describe our efforts as criminal. Wow. Uh, California Republicans say they never use unauthorized, unstaffed, and unsecured drop boxes and insist they didn't make any um, conscious, conscious uh, concessions to Padilla and uh, Becerra. So it goes on to say, in two phone calls with um, nine attorney general lawyers, they never requested the California Republican Party to do anything except provide information about our program and to turn over records, including name mm-hmm. of voters, which um, we have declined to do. Um, Padilla and Vercera uh, told reporters their investigation is ongoing and they have issued a subpoena for more information about the um, state GOP's ballot um, collection efforts. So um, I guess we have to just see what's going to go on with this. This is an update on a a story that we had um, previously, but I'm saying this is an update on this particular story. Um, It sounds like they're in the courts back and forth about it. So we're going to see what's going to go on with this. So is this actually legal? I'm trying to understand the legality of it. I don't think that's, so. that's the part court. I don't get. Right, if they're but in I'm, court, they're going back and forth to 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 see if it's legal or not. They, I mean, that's just crazy. Why you have an unauthorized box there, and what you're going to do with it, the ballot? If that's um, what I'm wondering. If you're collecting right. ballots, are they looking at them and going through them? Are they opening them? Are they turning them mm-hmm. in? To whatever is the designated place, I I just don't understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it just, just seems like for them to just do that, like what prevents 
the Democrats, the Independents, the the, the Green Party. I mean, what prevents anybody, any group, mm-hmm. from deciding they want to go stick a ballot box out somewhere? That's true. It, it doesn't yeah. make sense. I guess they, to me, they should distinguish what is quote unquote official. What is an official box? What does it look like? Is it red, white, and blue? Is it white with blue writing or what? And then you as the voter should make the decision, but why are you having two separate ballot boxes because you're confusing people? This just doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly, and, and why, the voters and, don't and, know. Right, and, and, and how were they able to do that? You know, all of a sudden you're going to pull up and put a ballot box there and put official, but, I mean, how do I know if it's official? Yeah. And even if they remove the word official, the average person probably wouldn't know the difference. If you're trying to put your ballot in a box that says ballot box, why would you think Mm -hmm. that this might not be real? Right. So, but a lot lot of times you have to look on your quote-unquote official site and find out where your ballot boxes are in your either county or region or ward or whatever. That's what I did. I found out what ballot box is in my ward, and I took it there and looked official. So, you know, I just had to cross my fingers, but um, they're just telling you where you can go, you know. They wouldn't put something unofficial on a website. So I just took the credibility of that and went from there, so... Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just just crazy out here. You know, from Donald Trump to saying that, you know, things that he is saying about, you know, the voter um, uh, mailing system and everything to this, I mean, it's just depressing people, period. You know, people are thinking, well, why should I vote? Um, This is your right to vote and to make a decision on the political status of our future, <laughs> the United States future. True. So, that's why you well, I hope vote. people are not discouraged by all this uh, foolishness going on. And, and I hope anybody who put their ballots – well, I hope anybody who anyone who put their ballots in those boxes that nothing happens to their ballots. I mean, I we agree. don't know, but uh, I hope it's okay. But Let me go I, back you know what to I heard, Oh, go ahead. Well, well, I'm not sure where it was, but I heard that there was a thousand um, uh, ballots that were not counted somewhere. They had um, thrown the ballots away or something. I'm not sure. But they found those ballots mean, somewhere else where they, where they shouldn't have been. From the previous election? No, this one. Um, I think it was oh. North Carolina. They found those ballots somewhere, and uh, what they want to do with them, I'm not sure. But who knows? Could have been some unofficial boxes like they were doing here. So who knows? I did but, hear something about that. There was someone. It was a mail carrier. It wasn't a thousand. The story I'm talking about. It was something like a hundred and ten, a hundred twelve, something like that. That a mail carrier had thrown them away or something like that, and now he's getting ready to face federal charges. Mm-hmm. That might have been it then. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. that There could be multiple instances. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can get Papa Didi back. Papa Didi is on the road tonight, everybody. So he's coming back. Uh, he's a, a Biden spy at a Trump rally. So he's on the road. Let me see if we can get Papa Didi back. Papa Didi, are you there? I'm here. Okay. What do you think about this California unofficial official ballot box situation? Well, not just California. I mean, there's a lot of pockets all over the world right now doing crooked stuff. I, I think that I think that Trump knew that he was probably going to get slurred on this race. So right away he tried to go into attack mode in order to convince his base that, uh, you know, they need to stand up more and do what they got to do because he's running scared. He really is. I mean, with everything has been going on, you know, he knows it's old and low. And he'll do anything to win. The man wants the power. He really does. It's a shame how somebody can be so obsessed with power like that. And uh, I just feel like, you know, they need to try to, you know, cut stuff up as you can. Don't, uh, you know, stop stop letting Trump be a bully and do what Sabre wants or whatever he wants to say he does. So all I'm saying is let's, let's just uh, vote his ass out of those ballot boxes that they're going to be all over the place. They're going to pop up after the election. There is 4,000 here we found in the river. You know. And people that are taking these ballot boxes got to stop thinking that, that every black person you see turn in the ballot is, is a Biden count. Don't be fooled. You know? Don't be fooled. Yeah, black folks, they're voting for they want to vote for. We'll get a little deeper in that. But that's my take on that. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next hot topic, speaking of Trump. Let's talk about the uh, dueling town halls that were on. Was that last night? I'm losing track of the days. I believe it was. Yeah, last night. That was interesting. Now, the, the town halls happened because the person in charge of Debates. I don't know their official title, but whatever that entity that controls how debates are handled said they could do it virtually, and Trump refused. He said, no, I'm not doing a virtual debate. So that whole idea was next. So Biden decided he was just going to do another town hall. Trump wanted to do a town hall as well. And somehow, both of the town halls were scheduled to happen at the same time. Coincidence? I think not. So both of them were 8 o'clock Eastern time on two different networks. Biden was on ABC and Trump was on NBC. So a thousand miles apart, you know, one was on the uh, one, let's see, Trump was in Miami And I forgot where Biden was, but I think he was um, maybe out west somewhere. But anyway, uh, the moderator in Miami for Trump's town hall was Savannah Guthrie. You know, she works for NBC, and she was on it. I have to give her her props. Savannah was on it. Uh, So she actually grilled him, Trump, for about 18 minutes before She opened the forum to the audience members who were socially distanced and wearing their masks, all of that. And 
it was interesting because Trump seemed to be kind of uncomfortable, kind of squirming around a little bit. And then he sarcastically called Savannah Guthrie cute. I was so disgusted by that. She is a professor, a professional, professional news anchor. He called her cute, you know, and he said it oh more than God. once. It was disgusting. <laughs> not not like in a I want to get with you kind of way, but more in a condescending kind of way. She's doing her job, bringing what she needs to bring, you know, to the conversation. And he's like, cute. You know, I was like, oh, you are disgusting. But anyway... Then she asked uh, she asked him a direct question about whether he had taken a COVID-19 test on the day of his debate with Biden, and he kept dodging the question. So finally, his answer was, possibly I did, possibly I didn't. Now, why wouldn't you just answer the question? Either you did or you didn't. But that was his answer. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And he was basically saying, I mean, I get tested. They do all these things all the time. People come, people go. I don't really know. Now, I'm like, dude, you should know if you've been tested. If they stuck something up your nose and took a sample, don't you think you ought to know? But anyway, that was his answer. So then she asked him if he had pneumonia during the time of his COVID-19 illness. And he said, no, but the lungs, you know, they're a little bit different a little bit, maybe perhaps infected, maybe a little bit. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what he said. Meanwhile, in uh, Philadelphia, that's where Biden was. In Philadelphia, uh, George Stephanopoulos was the moderator there. So he didn't do a whole big preamble. He just went right to let's get questions from the audience. So the first question, uh, they well, I won't say the first question. One of the questions was from um, a young man, a, a, a black guy, who said he was a conservative. And basically, he wanted to know, uh, what are you going to do to get the young black vote, other than saying you ain't black, you know, bringing that whole thing up again. And Biden, you know, Biden can be a bit long-winded. He went into this long explanation and basically ended by saying he's going to put more money into black colleges and universities and put more money into helping black entrepreneurs and black businesses. So that was pretty much how that question was answered. Um, there was more conversation around, I mean, they talked about a lot of different things, but there was conversation around the question of loading the uh, the courts. Now, neither Biden or Harris has been willing to directly answer whether if they win, if they would be uh, planning to load the courts, basically meaning to expand the civil, I mean, the Supreme Court and add more than the current uh, nine judges. Well, now there's eight, but if Amy Conan, Conan, Coney Barrett is, uh, is uh, approved, it would be nine again. So the question keeps coming up. Are they going to, are the Democrats going to add more, basically just to have the opportunity to appoint people to the Supreme Court? Because at this point, if they don't do that, the only way Biden, if he wins, would have the opportunity to do so is if someone either passes away or resigns. 
So Biden basically said he's not a fan of that, but it all depends on how this whole uh, review of uh, Barrett happens and how that the outcome of it and everything goes. So he still wouldn't say directly, but he said he would directly answer the question before the election day. So back to Trump again, uh, the question came up about his taxes. And, of course, you know, he dodged that one and talked about how uh, he said he doesn't deny that he does owe entities $400 million, but he said it's not the Russians. So when Savannah asked him, well, is it any other foreign interest, he said, not that I know of. Now, if you owed $400 million, do you think you would know who you owed? But he said, well, if it's any foreign people, I don't know, not that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crazy. What is wrong with you? It was crazy. It really was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole thing about him paying $750 in taxes came up. And, of course, he said, oh, that's Mm -hmm. not true. That 750 mm-hmm. was um, basically, he said it was like the equivalent of a filing fee of some sort, but that was not what he paid in taxes. And then he launched mm-hmm. into this whole thing about how the IRS doesn't like him. He said the IRS <laughs> is very, very nasty. They're very nasty to me, very mean to me. Sure. I'm like, yeah, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, his boy Mnuchin is in charge of the IRS. He's the secretary of the IRS. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mnuchin, that, that's your man. So you're saying yeah. that IRS got, a, got a, a bad thing for you. You need to get your man. That's what you need to do. <laughs> so, get his get man to take care of it, huh? It's your man. <laughs> crazy. So anyway, crazy. Um, oh, so Savannah did ask him about this whole QAnon thing. You know, for people uh-huh. who don't know what QAnon is, that's this group who thinks that there's this big pedophile ring that's run by the Democrats, <laughs> and they said that they're doing all kinds of things, children and all kinds of crazy stuff. And they say that Trump is like the underground superhero savior, and he's saving the children from these Democratic pedophiles. I mean, the whole thing is so bizarre. You would think that so no is, sane is this the one that uh, Hillary Clinton's supposed to be tied to? Yeah, they said they got video of Hillary doing some kind of godforsaken thing to a child. They Somebody interviewed someone this week, and the lady sat there and told the reporter, I saw the video of Hillary myself. And the reporter said, um, okay, that is a doctored fake video. And the woman said, well, of course you would say that. You're the media. I was like, wow, these people are brainwashed to the limit. But that's what I mean, people don't open their eyes. People don't open their eyes this year about voting. Something is wrong with you. Because the the, the BS that Donald Trump, yeah, the BS that Donald Trump is telling people in and the BS that people believe, something is wrong with you, that you follow on this jackass because he is just at these crazy rallies. He's just 
because uh, he, he he said something about I mean though subject, but he said something about um, who has COVID, who had COVID. Oh, okay, I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to y'all. <laughs> yeah, stupid or yeah. what? I mean, damn. Yeah, he but, told uh, those people if you've had COVID and you're immune, that means you can't get it again, <laughs> and that's not yeah, true. It's some kind of sheep syndrome or something. Um, you were talking about red wine before. Herd. I, I'm not He's sure how He's talking about goes. this herd. Okay. He's basically Thank trying you. to say if the herd all has it, then they won't get it again, and they'll all be safe and all this kind of crazy <laughs> stuff. But none of the doctors Ooh. and scientists say that that's, um, that's actually something that would work. Okay. That's just far-fetched. But, that's just one in yeah. a billion people. <laughs> You know, wow. it's another one of his things. But mm-hmm. uh, Savannah, but Savannah, let's wrap it up on this. Savannah Guthrie said to him, um, "Do you? Uh, well, let me let me read it." She said that QAnon falsely alleges the existence of a satanic deep state apparatus that supports a child sex trafficking ring, and Trump said he could not <laughs> rely on Savannah's information to be factual. <laughs> oh wow mm-hmm. So then he said I don't know much about that group Other than that they're very much Against pedophiles And he said but I do know about Antifa and the radical left mm-hmm. <laughs> He said Why don't you ask me about that Because <laughs> he's trying to they trying to correlate uh, those who was Black Lives Matter right that group uh, That's what he keeps trying to do he and uh, Barr and the rest of those folks. And then he starts uh, telling crazy. her, why don't you ask? Because she said, well, will you disavow QAnon? Because QAnon loves him. They come to uh-huh. his rallies with big signs saying QAnon for Trump and all this other stuff. So he's not uh-huh. going to come right out and disavow them. Mm-hmm. Okay, he said so to her, why don't you ask him. Biden to disavow uh, Antifa and all he kept trying to go back to Antifa and the left, <laughs> radical left, and oh god, and that's that's what he Too called much. her cute again. I was like, wow. <laughs> he was trying to distract people. Oh boy. Okay. He was totally oh, off the chain. But anyway, okay. let me go to the phone lines. I'm gonna get get a call and see what they think. <laughs> thought about this whole uh, oh. dueling. Dueling town halls. Caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your comment. How are you doing tonight? I'm fine. How are you guys doing tonight? We're Not great. Too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, good. So, so here's my question. I have uh, my my comment's twofold, but I, I have a question for people to ponder. Whenever I hear people on the right talk about Antifa, I really want to ask them: Do you realize how ignorant you sound being against anti-fascism? In general, no, they don't get it. I, I, I mean, it's 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 the most absurd, idiotic thing I've ever heard. I mean, and you hear so-called educated people saying it, and you go, "Are you listening to yourself?" The other thing I want to point out about herd immunity is there's two ways to achieve herd immunity. One is to stop the disease from being able to propagate, or the virus from being able to propagate, which means like wearing masks, like quarantining like taking precautions. The other is to let so many people get it that it basically burns itself out. So how many people are going to volunteer to be a part of the second wave of that herd, herd immunity? 
it, it's ignorant right. and it's unfortunate because there are a lot of people I hear talking about it, seemingly educated people that have no concept about how herd immunity works. And I don't understand why they think a vaccine created in six months is safe when you have people still questioning vaccines that have been around for 40 years. Exactly. It, it's, 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 it's really sad. But I will say this, if I got nothing else positive out of the dueling town halls, he lost in the ratings, and I'm waiting for that to become his issue. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to call it that. fake news. Oh, okay. For sure. He lost for by, sure. like, over 2 million viewers. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he was shown on three networks. He was on. He was shown on three networks, and Biden was only on one. Mm, wow! So and Biden well, with cool. that higher rating. Yes. But you know mm. the other thing about the whole herd immunity. I, I was hearing one doctor speaking about that, and basically he was saying that the way that that would work is if everybody were in a bubble, and because people are not in bubbles. People come together, like in those rallies, and then they go back to wherever they came from. So that's another reason why it would not work, because nobody's mm-hmm. all in a little community or a commune or some some compact place where they never go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to work, and he keeps on saying it. But, you know, typically people take what he says and run with it like they like they've learned something. And none of them know what they're talking about. I live in the Red yep. County in Florida. And what I always find interesting about where I live is these are the very same people that love Sarah Palin. They they thought she was the best thing that ever happened to politics 12 years ago. Um, wow. And they love Trump. And I have people who I thought, you know, were decent, you know, Christian, good people who support him and I don't know what to do with that. Mm, wow. Pray. But thank you for letting for you. me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me call in, and I'm enjoying the show tonight. Well, thank All you. right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. All righty. Let me see. Let me check in with Papa <laughs> Didi on the road. See what he's up to. If he wants to chime into this conversation. Papa mm, Didi. The deep one. Did you have anything else to add before we move on to the next topic? I'm a cute minority. Oh, my gosh. You know know what, though? I I just want to say this here. Some of these terms that they're saying, the cute minority or whatever, I'm hearing this stuff for the first time. I never knew about this stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm not an ignorant person by no stretch of the imagination. But all these new terms and everything is like, where did all this stuff come from? And is that? It's all this stuff that people are saying about the Gabonabini or the Cuban company. You know, is that just a, a, a undercover way to say KKK? You know what I mean? Are, you, are they just like are they held under a, a, a statute to not use the word Aryan Nation or Ku Klux Klan anymore? They got to use all of these uh, slangs now to keep from saying Aryan Nation. Or or Ku Klux Klan. I guess Ku Klux Klan is like it's almost like a, a ruffle shirt that you used to wear with a tuxedo and a big ass cummerbund. Comma, what do you call it? A comma, cummerbund. The thing that goes right yeah, away. Cummerbund. You know, and remember the ruffle shirts? They had, you know what I mean? It's like somebody wearing a ruffle oh, yeah. shirt. Oh my God! Ruffle 
sir. You know, so it's like nobody wants to, some of that. The Russell shirt is where the word KKK lies now. So I'm hearing all these different terminologies, but it all boils down to the same thing. You guys are busted on what you're doing. And what you, why are you doing this anyway? You're so busy in search of the great white hope that it's unbelievable. You need the great white hope anywhere you can get it. You put down everybody in the world. You hate blacks because the main thing is very different now. Spanish people are progressing considerably based on uh, whatever the stuff they're doing as far as, uh, let's say, landscaping. They're driving brand new trucks. They have rider mowers. They have push motors. They have weed whackers. They got a big old truck. They got all the supplies and everything in it. And, and black people anymore, they're still worried about black people. They don't want black men running up into white women. You know what I mean? I think black, when it comes to blacks with, with, with Aryan Nation and KKK people, the, the, the sexual aspect is what's bothering them with black people. You know what I mean? They're, but Spanish people, that's why you see a lot of Spanish people getting cornered by they go back to their country because they saw them in a brand-new F-150 uh, uh, Tacoma, and it's nice as hell. A fifty-six thousand dollar truck, and they drive a little piece of shit truck with a gun rack on the back of it. You know what I mean? So it's amazing how you're hating based on what you did not achieve, thinking that you're trying to achieve, and it's, it's unbelievable. And I, I, I'm gonna leave it there. But it's amazing how it's all about jealousy and insecurity. So it all boils down to. It's amazing. All right, I agree. All right, and a short penis. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm going to put you back on hold, and I'm going back to the lines and pick up another caller, and then Kettle will come back to you for the last hot topic. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment, please. Good evening, Sam. How are you guys? Good evening. Good evening. All right. Fine. How are you? I'm going to segue off for Papa Didi in regards to QAnon and all these other things going on and and the statement he made about the black men running up into the white women. But we got to go back to slavery time when they were running up into our black women. So uh-huh. they saw yeah. what they used to do prehistory of all this stuff here going on and that's what they're afraid of. The thing that they used to do is coming back to hunt them. Yeah. Okay, that's now. a good way of looking at it. All right, now, come on now. <laughs> Let's get it straight. All the dirty things they did to us is coming back to haunt them. Wow. You know, because the bi, you know what? So everything mm-hmm. that they, all those things that they are developing, all these conspiracy theories and stuff. These are all the things they've done to people. You know, let's talk about when they came from Europe. The the bottom, they were their barnacles. They were the barnacles like the barnacles on the bottom of a ship. You know, the bottom feeders came over here. Right. Did all sorts of things to the Indians and to the Africans and all. So all that, you know, they got to remember what they used to do. And that's all that is, you know. Mm. So this you're saying that this is nothing but a, a big old yeah. dose of karma. A big old double dose. Wow. Could have high exponent. I hear you. All right. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> you took us way back. That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Appreciate, Appreciate that. the comment. All right. You're welcome. 
All right. Oh, Lord. Focal on it tonight. Ooh. Thank you, Carl. I need, All right, Carol. I need Carol. a stiff one on that one. <laughs> okay. I tell you. Let me get into Here's to the call. I know that's right. They've they they they've been pouring it on tonight, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Um, this one is about the poll watchers, as your boy has said, and voter suppression. Um, deep in the Democratic stronghold of Fairfax County, VA, about 50 of Trump's supporters gathered wrapped in American flags and waving Trump 2020 banners as they chanted four more years as early voters oh, began. What is wrong with y'all? That's what he told them to do. As the crowd grew, county election, uh, county election officials began uh, whisking the voters into the building despite concerns of spreading COVID-19 saying that the um, several voters felt threatened by the crowd and requested escorts in and out of the polling places. Wow. Mm. All right. Trump's call for an army and supporters to uh, monitor. Remember, he he, he made that comment uh, to um, monitor voting uh, has raised concerns during an already heated presidential election campaign about um, voter intimidation and suppression of minority groups. It goes on to say uh, voting rights activists and government officials said that they worry that Trump supporters will scare away Democratic voters fearful of confrontation, including voters from Hispanic, Black, Asian, and indigenous communities. Wow. Um, and his Yep, and his repeated tweets. Speeches and paid um, advertisement. Trump and his campaign have called for an army, quote unquote, army of poll watchers to monitor contested uh, election areas. He says, quote unquote, fight for President Trump, reads one ad on Twitter directing supporters to the uh, website armyfortrump.com. I mean, he, he got a whole website. You know, people can go and, you know, where the rallies are and where to go and. It's crazy. So um, it goes on to say voter suppression could shape races uh, for state legislatures, uh, which will use the 2020 census results next session to map out election boundaries. In most states, whatever uh, party controls the legislature determines how those boundaries are drawn and can use them to um, gerrymander favorable districts for Congress. Mm -hmm. So... Wow. So those are two things that people need to do, do the census and vote. Those are two important things we need to get out there and do. I mean, you know, from people calling to, you know, your census coming through the mail, just go online. It takes probably less than 15 minutes to do, Um, you know, so it's important to do it. Yes, it is. Yeah, this this, this is crazy. It's just getting out of hand. So, but uh, yeah, they're like you said. They're responding to what Trump told them to do. Trump said, "Go mm-hmm. to the polls and watch them." Mhm, mhm. What are they watching? That's why I'm, I'm I'm trying to understand. What are you watching? We're standing in, you know, people are standing in line to vote, and that's it. You trying to uh, persuade me or intimidate me to vote for Trump? It's not gonna happen because you're not gonna go in the polls with me. So you're going exactly. to intimidate me before I get in there. That's just crazy. That's just, but it's nothing it's for them crazy. to see. 
Trump was saying, watch because you want to make sure that nobody's cheating or throwing away votes for him and all this kind of stuff. But you can't see that from the outside, and they're not allowed on the inside. So there's really no right. point in those folks being there. Right. But that's that's their code to tell them to be there and intimidate those people. That's That's the main thing. That's the bottom line. That's what that is. He can't really say yeah. that, so he says it in, in in that way. So I don't know, just crazy. It is. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna take a little CC. Yeah, we'll do that, and then we're coming back with the hit it and quit it. We're gonna hit them and quit them on the other right. side of the break. On the Pajama Party. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I know you guys are doing this part without me. Show with the Pajama Party. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to get to this. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. We don't have time for all that. Oh, she could sing. Aw. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Papa Didi still on the road. Yeah. Getting close. Getting close. Uh, on the 295-er. Get over. Roger. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put you back on standby, Papa Didi, and we're going back to the hit it and quit it. All right. Stand by. All right. Let's get into the uh, hit it and quit it headlines. Let's see. I think I'm up first on this one. Let's talk about Ice Cube. I've been hearing so much about this, and I had to go check this thing out and see exactly what was all this about. You know, Ice Cube has this whole uh, contract with Black America, and Mm -hmm. uh, he is now in hot water on social media after revealing that he's been working with Trump on developing a plan geared toward helping black Americans, and he's not backing down. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, of course, his legal name is O'Shea Jackson. Uh, Mm -hmm. He had previously been very critical of Trump, even releasing a song in 2018, which I never heard, called Arrest the President. <laughs> I'm going to have no. to look for that. No. But okay. Yeah, so it came as quite a shock to a lot of people when they found out that the NWA rapper and Trump had been working together. Blew a lot of folks' minds. So the the backlash erupted on Tuesday of this week when one of Trump's senior advisors, Katrina Pearson, tweeted out her appreciation for Jackson and his willingness to step up and work with the Trump administration to help develop Trump's platinum plan. That's his plan to help black folks. Funny how he called it the platinum plan, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, 
Ice Cube confirmed his participation in the Platinum Plan in a tweet on Wednesday, saying that uh, both the Democrats and the Republicans had approached him about the contract with Black America, which is a 22-page blueprint to achieve racial economic justice that he has been spearheading. He says, and this is his quote, Dems said, we'll address the contract with black America after the election. Trump campaign made some adjustments to their platinum plan after talking to us about the contract with black America. So I guess that's why he started working with them. So a lot of people, of course, criticized him and said he was working for the dark side. And his response to that was that all of them, all of these politicians are the dark side. So he said that um, <laughs> he said that they all lie and they all cheat, but we can't afford not to negotiate with whoever is in power, and um, otherwise nothing will ever change. He said our justice mm-hmm. is not bipartisan. So he said I will advise anybody on the planet who has the power to help black Americans close the enormous wealth gap. So Mm -hmm. even though he's working with Trump, he says, I'm not endorsing any candidate. Um, You know, people were wondering, well, whose side Mm -hmm. are you on, all that kind of stuff. He said, I'm on the black side. I'm not endorsing anybody. So if you want to read about the contract with Black America, you can find it at CWBA, which stands for Contract with Black America, CWBA.world. No www in front. Just type CWBA.world, and you can read the contract with Black America. I did mm-hmm. check it out. It does make a lot of valid points, but mm-hmm. my question is, like, who made him in charge of what black folks want? And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's a good question. I guess I'm looking at it as he has somebody has to take the reins. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of black leaders that are left. I mean, John Lewis's, um, Martin Luther King. Um, there is no, I guess, per se, leader. So I guess this is a new, quote-unquote, way to do things as far as, um, you know, black America. I'm looking at it now, and it talks about, what, 13 different things that um, this contract talks about. Um, Mm -hmm. Lending reform, federal funding, Federal Reserve, um, Police Reform Act, Confederation Institution, Black Responsibility, and so on and so on. So um, it's interesting. You know, I mean, I like the point where he says, I'm not going either way. I'm just putting it out there. And it's up to you guys if you're going to gravitate it or not. You know, uh, just because Trump is the president doesn't mean that I'm for him. It's just a way to, to I'm looking at it, help our black folks. So if we're looking I mean, at it as a I negative thing, right. But, I, I'm not, you know, I don't I, mean to sound negative. I'm just saying I mm-hmm. just wonder, like, who did he work with? I would have to dig around on his website because I'm curious as to who did you work with to come up with these these uh, points that are in the contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's very hard to speak for Black America because Black America is not 
we're not just one entity. You know, black America is a whole lot of, I mean, that's a massive representation. So to just say this is what black America wants, I'm like, based on what? Right. I guess you have to do some digging to see who he's worked with. Is, has he worked with any organizations, uh, any uh, black leaders, or, you know, so on and so on, you know. Or maybe he's just pulling from himself. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it I don't know. It doesn't really say in here, yeah, who, who was he's, he's been talking to or anything like that. So uh, it'll be interesting. So, All right. So Keep it moving. All right. Um, hit it and quit it, right? Um, right. A white man who yelled Black Lives Matter and broke a, a black teen's jaw charged with a hate crime. Now, what is going on? Good. Good. <sighs> Finally, Lee Mowat, a 42-year-old white man, has been charged with a hate crime after yelling Black Lives Matter and striking a black teenager in the face with a, 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 a bike lock. The victim's name and age have not been released. As um, documented by a federal and criminal complaint, this was in June, um, four witnesses at uh, Michigan's Sterling State Park watched um, Moet verbally attack a group of a black youth. He screamed racial slurs and then saying black lives don't matter and the N-word don't belong on this beach. Hmm. Oh, witnesses he took also it there. Said that yeah, Moet uh, threatened to bash their heads in if they don't turn uh, their music down. Uh, he then, char- here we go, <laughs> then uh, he charged towards them and proceeded to hit one of them in the face with the, uh, the chain of a uh, bike lock. As a result, wow. he was taken to a hospital, yep, with a uh, fractured and loss of several of his teeth. Wow. Uh, Moet was arrested on ju- in June and is facing one count of willfully causing bodily harm to the victim because of his race. Investigate mm. um, report revealed that Moet is still in jail and being held on $100,000 bond. Okay, well, that's good. Good, stay in jail. Something. Yeah. I mean, stay your hateful butt in jail. I, I, I'm surprised that he didn't call the popo because the music was too loud. I mean, you know, uh, come on there. If you don't like the music, yeah, leave. Crazy. Yeah, they are. Just leave. Uh, Hit him and quit him. Okay. I'm putting him on the kiss it list, too. Okay. M-O-A-T. M-O-A-T. Okay, got him. Okay, I've got the mayor of a small New Jersey town had some harsh words for those who supported and continue to support the president who she believes is a threat to her LGBTQ family. She said, if you voted for the orange monster with COVID, go F yourself. Uh, Her name is Flemington. I'm sorry, she's Flemington's mayor, Betsy Driver. She wrote this on a Facebook post. She said, if you plan on voting for him again, unfriend me now and go F yourself again. (laughs) She was not playing. So a screenshot of a portion of her post to her private page was shared by a county Republican committee 
which, of course, drew mm-hmm. fire by some of the committee members. Gabe Plummer, chair of the committee, called on Driver to resign. He said, while I don't quite know where to begin, I do know where to end. Mayor Driver, you should resign, and you should do it now. Your statement is antithetical to the principles and representative democracy. And he also said, it is further proof that you do not represent the people of Flemington, the character of Hunterdon County, and the values of at least a part of the Democratic Party. Driver, that's the mayor's name, Driver and her wife, Loretta, live in a city of less than 5,000 residents with their two sons, according to her bio. She said the community news outlet that's called Tap Into, uh, that her uh, that her post was in reaction to an NPR article reporting comments that two Supreme Court justices made in opposition to the court's 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage. So she said that that's what triggered and made her clutch her pearls over being upset and angry about threats to her LGBTQ family by a Supreme Court enabled by the support of the president, who is a hate-filled and unhinged uh, and is very sad. She said it's a very sad day that she told this news outlet. She said it it reflects their privilege that refuses to acknowledge America's diversity and their own intolerance of anyone who disagrees with them. So she basically said, I'm not resigning, and anybody who doesn't like what I said, you be there to vote two years from now because I'm in office for two more years. So two years from now, if you still don't like it, vote me out. <laughs> Otherwise, right. you can go F yourself. <laughs> That's what she okay. said. <laughs> All righty then. I am uh, not mad at her. I'm not either. So she's uh, uh, clearly a Democrat. Clearly. <laughs> Okay, that was established. Oh, Brady. She's all right with me. I know that's right. I'll take that. Even though, you know, your your boy, he he cusses uh, every now and again, but I'll take her cussing. (laughs) She had to make her point. Sometimes you need those cuss words to make your point. Mm -hmm. There it is. All right. All right. Back over to you. Uh, Wells Fargo fires dozens for alleged abuse on the COVID relief program. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Wells Fargo, yeah, I got hooked up again, says it's uh, fired workers who um, who uh, built a, a federal coronavirus relief program. Uh, source told uh, News uh, 100 to 125 workers were shown the door. Wow. Um, David... Reese, head of the bank's human resources department, said in an uh, internal memo provided to CBS News that the workers defrauded the Small Business Administration Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program. It was designed to um, aid companies hurt by the coronavirus shutdown. The program offered uh-huh. grants up to $10,000 for businesses impacted by the coronavirus. Um, but Wells Fargo says it discovered that some of its employees got loans from the program and put the funds into their personal accounts. Wow. Oh, okay. So Wells Fargo says we have terminated the employment of those individuals and will cooperate fully with law enforcement. 
These wrongful actions were personal actions and do not involve our customers. Wow. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yep, yep, yep. They said, well, I'm part of the COVID thing, but I'm quite sure there's a disclosure saying that they can't, you know, if you work there, you can't get it. I'm quite sure, you know. I Just would like think the lottery. so. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure there's a disclosure. If you're that close to it, nope, you can't get it. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Uh, yep. Smack those hands, right, well, so they've all been fired. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put those well Fargo's ex, ex-Wells Fargo cheaters on the kiss it list. <laughs> it's about 125 employees. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me uh, write one. Uh, 125. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. I got another one for you. This one's out of New York. Uh, there's a report that's been released uh, yesterday that was made public revealing a long-simmering racial tension among court officers and racist statements made openly by attorneys, judges, and other courthouse personnel in the New York State courts. This stuff what? is out of control. The report was put together by a team headed by former Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, who was appointed to conduct a review of racial bias in the state court system in June by uh, Judge mm-hmm. Janet DeFiori. DeFiori. De, De so DeFiori mm-hmm. said in June that her request for the report was spurred by the killing of George Floyd. And, um, and it was also spurred uh, once the killing of George Floyd happened. Two days after that, a Brooklyn court officer allegedly posted a racist illustration depicting President Obama with a noose around his neck. So that's what all of that, people are tripping. So all of that prompted DeFiori, this judge, Judge DeFiori, to say, I need to have a study done to find out what's happening within the New York court system. So people Mm -hmm. involved in some of the cases, this is what they found, and there was a lot of stuff they found, but these are just some of the highlights or the lowlights, Mm -hmm. really. People involved Mm -hmm. in some cases often waited for hours or even had to come back for another day for their case to finally be called, which causes, of course, Mm -hmm. many people to miss work, spend a lot of time and resources when you got to get child care and, you know, things like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Interviewees across the state also said that there was an established practice of scheduling litigants who have paid for counsel on their own before clients that were represented by public defenders. So, you know, the people that had public defenders were just waiting and waiting and waiting, and the people Mm -hmm. who paid for attorneys got put to the front of the line. Um, Other... Mm -hmm. Yeah, other public defender detailed, I mean, one other public defender detailed an incident where she was in an elevator with her black teenager clients when a white court officer sergeant said, keep running your mouth, you'll always be a nigger. You know, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, why, why would you mm. even say that? In uh, another yeah, incident crazy. detailed in the report, it is another court officer of color recounted an incident in a locker room where a white court officer referred to a black court officer as one of the good monkeys. Mm. 
According to the, this is in New York. Hmm. According wow. to interviewees, these incidents were reported, but the court officers involved were not disciplined. At least one union <laughs> off one union leader posted offensive messages on social media, which led several other court officers to brand union leadership as a safe haven for racist speech and actions. Uh, there was one former prosecutor who said black defendants are more often handcuffed when appearing for minor infractions while their white counterparts are not. Mm-hmm. And even some judges said that they hesitate to report court officers citing incidents where court officers have created a hostile environment for judges who they feel have criticized them. Wow. They said, this is crazy. One public yeah, defender witnessed yeah. a court-appointed attorney buying boots on her iPod on her iPad while her client was losing custody of her child in a family court. Mm-hmm. And this person mm-hmm. you're supposed they to be helping is losing the custody of her child while she's sitting there buying boots on her iPad. They and they, and, and they ended. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. It ends by saying that the report notes that there is biased training for judges and training for non-judicial court employees does not appear to be consistent and is lacking. You think? Well, it's probably a stereotype in the court system, period. You know, you see a black woman up there trying to get her child, oh, she on welfare and yada, yada, yada. It's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's oh, boy, it's sad. Sad. Can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. No, they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what does Papa Diddy think about it? I want to hear him chime in. Oh, let me go back to Papa on the road. Yeah. Papa Diddy, what do you think about Hello. these latest stories we've been covering? It's, it's unbelievable. I, I never knew that white folks were so brainwashed. With I didn't know they were so easily Waited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then the bully yeah. aspect, the bully aspect is off the chain. I mean, it's almost right. like they're they're led by, you know, I never seen, this This is almost the strongest cult that you would ever see because they're just possessed. And I, I see it in, in the job market as well. And I try to mm-hmm. avoid it because, you know, if a coworker or something says something inadvertently, I just back off because, you know, I don't want to get involved because I see how brainwashed they are. And when people brainwash, you really don't want to debate them because it's going to be no debate. They're just going to, they want to, they're going to want to slay you, slay you like a dragon. You know what I mean? Right. So, just be ignorant, yeah. Oh, it's, it's very ignorant right now. It's very ignorant. It's scary. It really is. But uh, I just dread uh, voting day because that's going to be a day of, whoo, my goodness, the reckoning is going to be off the chain. Because he's sending people out there Because he's so afraid Because he's going to lose He's been lying for four years About so much insulting people He's been a mess And he's whenever you are in a mess like that you got to do stuff to just And he's like Oh, he's on his last leg He really is It's going to be ugly I wish that it turns out well But I just think it's going to be an ugly day I recommend people go out there And vote early And then bring your ass home And watch it on TV don't hang around no longer than you have to. That's all oh, I have to say. Okay. 
Okay. I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Kevin, you have one last one? Yeah. Um, Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we got a 12-year-old genius is, uh, genius is soaring through college. Uh, Yay, some good news. <laughs> yes. Whip smart kids applying every year to Georgia Tech, but no one like uh, Khalid Anderson. He's 12 years old. Those of them say, I'm not really smart, he told the correspondent. He said, I just uh, grasp information quickly. Um, the elite engineering school failed over itself recruiting him. Tlaib saw the lab and met the school's president. Wow. Um, and asked Tlaib's parents, Claire and Kobe Anderson, uh, what's it like to be touring a college with your kid that's 12 years old? They go on and say, I don't think anything Tlaib has done has been normal for us. <laughs> Tlaib wow. knew sign language by nine years old at age um one, he was reading at age two. He knew how to do fractions. I'm like, wow. Khalid uh, said, I have this distinct memory of going to a first grade class and learning there, and everyone was way taller than me uh, because, you know, I was two. I could barely walk. Um, he was two was in awful. the first grade? Yes, wow. He goes on to say, middle school was awful. The kids there... They kind of looked down on me. They treated me um, like I was um, just, you know, not normal. Uh, He's been studying aerospace engineering for a year at uh, Chattanooga uh, Technical College in Marietta, Georgia. Um, If he stayed there, he'd be on track to graduate in two years. But his parents want a university that's um, the right fit for uh, the tween genius. Wow, mm, maybe fourteen. Man, wow. I know, I know. Um, Martin Luther King. I think he was sixteen when he graduated. I believe. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, uh, that's interesting. Wow, I would like to follow that story. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, give it up so for the genius. I Ooh. know that's right. Like I said, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, young brother coming mm. up. I know All that's right. right. Well, that Twelve years up. old. Twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up the hit it and quit it. Are uh, you ready for the cocktail of the week, huh? Oh sure, I got a good one for you. Okay, uh, ring it. What you we, got for us? We well, we rarely do um, rum cocktails. But this one is quite interesting. It's called the Jungle Bird Cocktail. And it shouldn't take you long to uh, fix it. You got one and a half ounces of dark rum of your choice, uh, three-fourth ounces of Campari, a half an ounce of simple syrup, one and a half ounces of pineapple juice, uh, a half an ounce of lime juice fresh. That's to be fresh lime juice. Uh, We're going to garnish with a pineapple wedge and leaves and... uh, Maraschino cherry. Yeah. So gather all your ingredients together in a cocktail shaker filled with ice. Pour the rum, Capri, uh, simple syrup, and pineapple and uh, lime juice. Shake vigorously, of course. Strain into an old-fashioned glass with a single large ice cube. I like the round balls. 
of garnish with the oh, pineapple wedge adorned with the <laughs> with the cherry and pineapple leaves to, mm-hmm. to look like a jungle bird. So you make it look like a jungle bird with the uh, you know the leaves of the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's cute. It's cute. It's called the Jungle Bird Cocktail. Sounds pretty good. All it's right. Good too. Mm-hmm. We'll have to try that one. For sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, the cocktail so. of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. Shout out to DC Homegrown. Thank you for that cocktail of the week. Thanks. All right. And we'll make sure we put it up on the website over the weekend so you can uh, check that mm-hmm. out. What? We're going to take a little CC before we get into public? We're going to keep rolling. Uh, sure. We can do that. Let's see. Right. Let's do that. And then we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin' on the other side of the break. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stock and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the... Uh, Wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle, orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the A-Pajama Party.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? Boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on cocktail of the week. Cheers. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. When he goes Papa Didi, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's All time right. for Papa Didi and what's popping? You ready for it, Papa? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. Well, what's popping tonight, Papa Didi? What's popping tonight basically is uh, the the bully aspect of what's happening with this whole situation really cannot go unnoticed. I mean, you know, when you blatantly, when something goes down with you and you blatantly deny somebody of something, and then when it comes up with you, you're just going to do it. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where the Republicans are just doing what they want to do. Not only do they say, are we are going to nominate this woman, but she is now in the, in the chambers taking questions. And, and, and nobody's questioning it. That we're not, I mean... I mean, because I believe it's the, the people with the good heart, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to change who they are as people. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier for an asshole to stay an asshole 
than a good person to become an asshole. And that's what we're experiencing right now. It's like these these Republicans are just they're being vicious, but but what does vicious bring you? What is what does vicious become at the end of the day? I mean, do they not look at history and see that, you know, the most famous statement you can make in life is that and this too will come to pass. This too will come to pass. Four years from now, Trump will be in the late seventies, you know? Probably drooling on himself, pissing on himself. You know, whatever he does at that at that age. And, and, and after a while, he will come to surpass. I'm not wishing no bad luck on him or anything like that. But that's just the way of life. That's just what life is. And you can't show out like that so strong thinking that your time is not limited. Hell, people are dying a lot younger than he is now. And that's just, that's just evident. But to be a bully and then to have all these people like you're their puppeteer, Go to show me that you've been in this leadership position a lot longer than people are led to believe. You've been telling white folks what to do for years, man. I mean, they they look at you as the fucking Dalai Lama, you know, and they they and they like this, you know, it's just crazy. I just gotta understand poor white trash that you know hitting the guy in the face and breaking all his teeth and all this stuff that's going on. I'm like. And and I proceed with caution because I know how crazy white folks can be. But once when when it comes to your craziness, what is the premise? Where is it built from? And why are you holding on to this shit? And who's guiding you in this? Because you know, you're you're poor as hell. And Trump is an alleged billionaire, but you know, you have nothing in common with him. I mean, what are you gonna get a reward? If he gets if he gets reelected what is the reward for all these assholes that are acting like complete fools? Is there a reward at the end of the day? Is there some type of pile of money that we don't know about that he's going to distribute to certain people that have done all this speaking and ass-whooping and everything else they've done over the last six months to a year about everything just destroying everything and everybody in the name of Donald Trump? Really? What the hell is he bringing to the table that's making people just freak out? And it's, he's not worth it. And I'm not saying that as a cliche, he's not worth it. But he's not worth it. This man really does not amount to anything. There's no naturalism about him. There's no natural good looks. There's no natural flavor. There's nothing I can learn from. There's nothing that I can really breed off of, get off of, put into my history book, understand, believe in, invest in going forward that I fucking need from him. You know what I mean? Who is him? All he is is what he is, which is nothing. And all this poor white trash that they're just doing all this crazy stuff, just going to show you white folks are stupid as a motherfucker. They really are. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'll say it again, but I won't. But I'm just saying, it's like, they're, they're stupid. They are so led by bullshit. And all these years, they want to be, be, Projecting them like they're so fucking smart. They're so fucking superior. They're so fucking pure. Them motherfuckers are dumb as a box of rocks. They're fucking puppeteers. And it's crazy. You know, it's, I'm, and I'm not saying that with upsetness or anger. I'm saying to myself, wow. I wish that shit, if I would knew how fucked up they were, man, I would have been fucking with them years ago. When a woman left from her cart to go get some milk and left her pocketbook, I would have just stole that fucking wallet. Fuck you, you crazy bitch. You know what I mean? Fuck, why do I have to respect them when they don't even respect themselves? 
I'm saying all this as, as you know, analogies and all. But damn, I mean, what if we all started manipulating each other? What if we all started being evil? I mean, it would just be everybody would just be crazy. So we have to prevail like we're doing with cool heads. Let them go ahead and choose a chief justice. I look at that woman there that they chose as a chief justice. I look in her face. She got an evil look about her any goddamn way. You got fucking seven children up there, two of them black. So what the hell you got up? What is that? Was that a look to bring to adopt two black children in the family? Was that is that fashionable? Is that to make people think that you're the creme de la creme? I got a couple fucking naughty kids in my fucking family. I mean, what did you do that for? To prove what? And when you look at that woman real close, she's an evil bitch. Look at her eyes. Look at her face. How she's denying questions already. Okay, the bitch is evil from the door. Take a good look at that ass, honey. She's fucked up. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. All righty. Massachusetts, Plymouth County, has asked 
locals to please stop calling the police about a big blobby fish that has been spotted minding its own business in the coastal waters. The fish, which is a whopper of a creature, has attracted dozens of emergency calls since Monday of this week from locals mistaking it for either a shark or a seal, according to the Cape Cod Times. Uh, It's actually an ocean sunfish, formerly known by the scientific name Mola. The ocean sunfish, or the Mola Mola, Mola Mola, can grow to nearly 10 feet in length and can weigh up to 4,400 pounds. That's a big fish. Sightings of the monstrously, yeah, sightings of this monstrously sized swimmer began popping up in Wareham's Broad Cove with enough local calls to 911 to eventually warrant personnel from the Department of Natural Resources to come and take a look. And their verdict, as they reported on Facebook, is the sunfish is doing normal sunfish activities. It's swimming. It is not stranded. It is not suffering. The sunfish is fine. Please stop calling the police department about this sunfish. Carol Carson, who's the president of the New England Coastal Wildlife Alliance, told the Cape Cod Times that the sunfish sightings happen every fall and that the big swimmers are generally just gentle giants, except for their tendency to spit at people when bothered. So people need to leave them alone so they don't get spat on. I think if I saw something swimming that was that big, I don't think I would bother it. But that's just me. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to touch that one. All right. All right. What you got? Uh, a Brazilian uh, senator caught hiding cash between his butt cheeks. Oh, oh boy. Brazilia. Uh, Brazilian uh, Senator Chico Rodriguez was caught in a police raid with money hidden between his butt cheeks. A judicial source briefed on the matter showed uh, Rutgers he was in, uh, amid an investigation into the misuse of COVID-19 response funding. Here we go again. We got another one. Gosh, another one. Um, Rodriguez represents the state of Roramia, I can't even pronounce it, Roramia, and has also been chosen as deputy leader for the agenda of the administration of President Jor, who won the presidency campaigning heavily on ending the corruption of previous governments. But anyway, Rodriguez confirmed the statement that his um, house was raided without giving details. He denied wrongdoing and said he had been clean throughout his 30 years in politics. Lie, I don't believe that. Wow. His, his office uh, did not immediately respond to a, a request to comment on the case alleged found down his pants. Uh, uh, but uh, on Thursday, the, the police said his raid was evidence that his government was fighting graft. There is no corruption in my government, and we fight corruption, whoever it is. Oh Lord. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but he was hiding right. stuff in his pants. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the um, I forgot what he, his position was, but it was in Maryland, and he was telling his uh, 
wife to um, either flush it down the toilet or put it in her bra. Remember, yeah. the money. Or, yeah, he said, yeah. stuff it in your bra, stuff it in your pants. Yeah. That was Jack Johnson. <laughs> he was the... Uh, yeah, Jack Johnson. Oh, uh, uh, what was he? Not state county attorney. Maybe, he was the county executive. He, he might... Okay, yeah. Uh huh. So, oh well, another one. Cork pants with uh, money in the pants. <laughs> money in the pants. Yeah. Well, in mm-hmm. the butt cheeks mm-hmm. in his case. Yeah. That's crazy. Put him on the kisser list, Chico Rodriguez. Chico. What's his name, Chico, Chico. Rodriguez? Uh huh. Yeah. Chico Rodriguez. Okay, got <laughs> it. All right, I got one more for you. Uh, who's on leave after a drunken groin shooting and a bar fight? Nearly half of a small town uh, Wisconsin police department has been on leave since a bar fight and the drunken shooting of a man's groin, according to officials. The city of Mouston, which is a town of about 4,400 people northwest of Madison, Wisconsin, released details on Tuesday about why four of ten officers have not been on the job for over a month. On Tuesday, Sergeant Michael Sturick was charged with felony recklessly endangering safety and misdemeanor offenses of operating a firearm while intoxicated and endangering safety by use of a dangerous weapon. Now, in late August, Sturick was drinking with another man and consumed about 12 beers when they started looking at his guns, according to police. Sturick, who said he's a firearm instructor, removed a pistol pistol from a safe and was shocked when it went off, police said. He told an investigator that he did not have his booger picker on the bang switch when the gun fired which is jargon that means he did not have his finger on the trigger. Uh, The bullet pierced through the man's groin and lodged in his thigh, which required surgery. An internal investigation is underway to determine whether the officers will keep their jobs. And then earlier in August, two different off-duty officers got into a fight with patrons at a local bar that led to charges of disorderly conduct and battery, against Officer Brian Robb and administrative leave for the other officer. So with the four officers on administrative leave for weeks, the police department has been relying on neighboring agencies to provide help, according to the newspaper. So all these cops up there, I mean, it's a small little police force, but the majority of them are now on leave from either being shot in the groin or fighting or drunken, disorderly, and all this kind of stuff. So, how crazy is that? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for the weird news. Yeah, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we call it more, almost more of a mess in the political uh, ring. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you. Crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little CC and come back. And we will do that. And we're coming back mm-hmm. after the break with moi. And I'm just saying, we'll be back on the other side.
Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Diddy and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, let's see. I don't know if Papa Didi... Oh, is he back? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? 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 Watch out, man. Watch yeah. out, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the okay. job party. When you look at me, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. I just arrived back at the studio. Just uh, came back from the northern area of the world. And uh, Red Wine, uh, take over. You got it. Okay. Uh, you think? Thank you so much. Uh, it's time for I'm Just Saying. And I I shan't be before you long. But tonight, I'm just saying, like, what is going on with the political sign battle? Have you all been seeing the stuff in the news where people have their political signs out? that say, you know, Biden-Harris or vote blue or whatever, and then people trash the signs, this stuff is like so out of control. I mean, I remember when you could put signs in your yard, nobody would touch them because that's on your private property. Nobody's going to come up on your private property and mess with your signs. But there have been instances, at least around in the D.C. metro area, where people have driven their vehicle up on somebody's front lawn to destroy a political sign. Now, to me, that's the sign of a sick mind. Anytime you're going to risk damaging your car or whoever's car they were driving, just so you can run over and try to damage a sign, how much hate do you have in your heart for the, I assume, the opposite party that you would risk your vehicle so you can try to rip or damage a sign. And a lot of these signs are not just cardboard. Some of these signs are metal, made out of what, steel, aluminum, or something. People are doing damage to these signs. And I'm trying to understand, like what Papa Didi was saying earlier, what are you getting out of this? Are you being paid? Are you on somebody's payroll? Do you get a tip? everything, every sign that you destroy, this stuff is making no sense at all. I, I keep saying that people are losing their mind. I'm going to have to change my statement to people have lost their minds. It's a sign, people. It's just words. What happened to sticks and stones can break your bones, but words won't hurt you. Why are you tripping because somebody put a sign out for the party that you don't want to vote for? If you're not voting for that party, that's fine. 
That is your right as an American citizen to vote for whomever you wish. But that does not give you the right to go and destroy somebody else's sign. If I put a sign in my yard, you better not come up on my property and destroy my sign or we gonna really have to fight. Not about the sign, but about the fact that you have now violated my personal property. It, it just it boggles the imagination that people feel like they have the right to come up and destroy something that perhaps somebody wouldn't paid for. Because most of the time, people don't have these things for free. They order them off of websites, or maybe they went and had them custom made, or wherever they got them from. They don't belong to the people destroying them. They belong to the person whose yard it's in, or whose vehicle it's on, or whatever the case may be. So I'm putting out a word right now tonight for all you lunatics that are out here feeling like you're going to drive or or walk up on somebody's property and destroy their political sign. Don't do that. Somebody's going to put some buckshot in you if you pick the wrong one. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just saying, leave these people's signs alone. Why are you threatened by a sign? It's just a sign. It's not a lie. It cannot harm you. If you don't like it, look the other damn way. What is your problem? Gee, that's all I'm saying. Stop messing with people's signs. It it doesn't make sense. How you gonna come up on somebody's property and mess with their sign? Are you you crazy? I guess they are. Mm -hmm. I answered my own question. They're crazy. Yeah, you sure did. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. Crazy as a bunch of bed bugs. All right. Well, we can go to a quick break and then we're coming back with Papa Judy. And living for the city on the Pajama Party Show. Well, we got it going on. We'll be back on the other side of the break. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello. You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember... PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 
4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, Papa Didi made it back to the studio, and he's ready to go with Living for the City. Ooh, what's happening in the city tonight, Papa Didi? Well, I'm here now. Anyway, people drive like crazy on the highway out there. I just want to let you know. Saw two two accidents that blew my mind and uh, slow down. It's raining, for God's sake. Anyway, let me uh, just emphasize what I was saying earlier, but I'm not going to be as uh, lucrative. I think I put my point across on how I felt. And just like Ray Wyman was saying, that's sort of the premise of what's happening right now. I mean, we have been uh, sprayed with water hoses and dog sicked on us. And, you know, just watching our ancestors and what they've been through and entertainers being mega stars, whether it be Nat King Cole, Sammy Davis Jr., or people like, well, Sammy was not even white, but he was all right. Anyway, different people that couldn't even use the front entrance to get into places. So the, the suppression has been there for so long, but um, the people now that's representing, and I'm not going to use the term right wing or this, this is just straight up racism at its, at, its, at its fullest. And right now it's in full bloom because, see, it, Trump has taken over that job as, as, and sees the power in it. And sees the power mostly that Barack had. I think he's more concerned about reaching Barack's achievements than he's worrying about his own life. You know, you're trying to just stand toe-to-toe with people. And if you don't go eight years and Barack went eight years, you're going to feel like, you know, you didn't stand up to what you need to stand up to. And all these right-wing people that depend on you. I mean, he's using reverse sight. And the sad part about it, too is that on top of them being, being ignorant, we can't be stupid. We can't sit back and let somebody use reverse psychology on us. Because Trump started talking about, ah, it's rigged, rigged, rigged from the beginning. And won't you just let it play out? He's afraid to let it play out because I honestly think that if this was a legitimate voting aspect with people just going out to vote that day and, and being done with it like they've done for hundreds of years, he would get slaughtered. Because, see, the sad part about white folks is a lot of them can't admit in public what they're doing because they moved in these lovely white neighborhoods. So even though they're a, a, a Biden supporter, they can't put nothing on their lawn because it's a Trump neighborhood. So white folks has always been behind that iron curtain, you know? They feel one way, but they got to do stuff another way, you know? I love black men, but I can't show it out front. You know, and that's been their biggest their biggest uh, hindering situation with them is that they never was able to be what they really are. And right now, 
My goodness, I feel sorry for them, the ones living in these lily white neighborhoods, and they know they're not going to vote for Trump, but they got to talk around their friends, their so-called friends. They only realize they're not even friends, good friends to have. But it's at the point now where it's so, it's very interesting. And it's just going to be, that this 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 election's going to go on until way past Inauguration Day. You hear me? Way past. You think it'll go past January? Oh, are you kidding me? No way. Are you kidding me? Trump is not going to give up that seat. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, and they're going to vote him in, and it's going it's going to be a mess. But but at the end of the day, and and I'll leave it on this here. At the end of the day, what does that all mean? When you do all that mumble jumbo, scrambling and, and and pushing out and beating to, and you know what does it mean at the end of the day? And, and one more thing I want to focus on, too, is uh, Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on him for one second, because I want to put my two cents on that, brother. Yeah. Now, that fake me out, Negro, please. That little soft, punk-ass brother, I hope you listen to me and hearing me. Okay, because, brother, I never was impressed with you. Okay, because when you started making little movies and everything, all that, you know, that all that uh, South Central stuff, all that tough guy shit went out the window. When you started peddling the movies and shit and playing uh, Are We There Yet and all the other soft shit you did that took away that machoism you had. But then also, I tell people all the time, when Trump made the cuts for the people that had money, now these people got money. Ice Cube has a lot of money. Don't think he don't. So when he go to pay his taxes, and if he, before ta- before the tax break was issued with Trump, he could have been paying like $750,000 on his, on his taxes. But now Trump got it where the rich will only pay maybe 300000 So this man is saving $450,000 in tax money. But that's no way to turn and, and love the man for doing that. And a lot of people in that position, Oprah, Tyler Perry, you know, anybody that's making big-ass money, Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan makes a ton of money. And, you know... You never know. I mean, I ain't going to say LeBron, because we know LeBron ain't even fucking with Trump. Anyway, but you know what I mean? People like that, you don't. They, you never know. They're not talking, and the tax break is doing them well. And But that's no no reason to do that. But but getting back to Ice Cube, no. No, that brother to me is an undercover whatever, uh, you know, the project or whatever. And then the lady thanked him for doing this and that, and... I mean, come on, brother. What, what are you searching for? One minute you're telling us to be, the, you know, the boys in the hood. Now you done got soft as a damn sponge. And, and, and what have you become? What have you become? After all that, all, everything with you was was about the hood. You know, oh, 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 oh Compton, oh, yeah, oh, Compton, <laughs> boys in the hood, they roll down the window, tenant windows, yeah, fuck it, yeah, Crips, Bloods, yeah, <laughs> Everything was all about, you know, I'm representing the hood. Look at you now. Now you riding fucking Trump's Johnson. What a difference a couple million dollars would make. That's all I got on that. Hey. Drop the mic one more time. It is. Okay. Wow. Well, well, well. Um, and by the way, Ice Cube is worth a hundred million dollars. Oh, you you I, you ain't telling me. I know, I know. And Not he got soft that. with it. 
He got well, soft he, with it. He, he saw where the money was. That's that's where the money maker was. He had to soften up to get it. Oh no, I'm not telling so. what he's doing. I'm not telling what he's doing for a living. I'm talking about how you selling yourself mm-hmm. to the devil, brother. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I can make a bunch of money. I still ain't gonna fuck with no skeezers. That just skeezers just ain't my thing. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm, I'm gonna right. leave that alone. Oh. All right. Are we going to Hollywood? Going to Hollywood. Come on, man. Come on, Papa. Take it away. All righty. Thank you very much. I'm going to make it short and sweet. Um, okay. I want to get into Corey. We've been talking about politics all night. Corey Booker. Talks um, living with girlfriend Rosario Dawson. That's 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 your girl, Papa. Um, he's open about his life with a longtime love, Rosario Dawson, and how it's changed uh, after moving in together. He's 51 and she's 41, um, and made the cross country trip to move in with him earlier in the summer. Okay, I ain't mad at you. Of course, they haven't finished unpacking because you know he's on a campaign trail. You know. I've been seeing him lately uh, on the tube, uh, giving his opinions and this and that. So I'm quite sure she's right there by his side. Yep. So uh, they make a nice couple. Um, remember, she played in um, what Seven Towns with uh, Will Smith, and um, she's played in some other uh, TV and movie things also. Um, she was in the video with Wonder Woman. Um, also, I forgot she was in Un- Unstoppable. I just saw that about the train with Denzel Washington. She was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I remember that. her in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Zookeeper, I never did see that, but she was in that. But the the most uh, movie that I remember is Seven Pounds with uh, Will Smith. So, uh, hey, they're living together now. That's cute. <laughs> uh, Disney adds new content warning for racist depictions in classic films. Interesting. Classic movies that feature racist stereotypes and other problematic elements now include a new content warning on Disney Plus. So when viewers choose to play like the movies like Dumbo, Aladdin, Peter Pan, Aristocrats, um, it's a written disclosure about its negative depictions and or mistreatment uh, of people of culture. It's presented on the screen for 12 seconds. Yep. The message cannot be skipped, so you have to see the message. So they're getting together with uh, different groups. The company is processing um, and reassessing past titles with an advisory council. So they 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 working with organizations like African American um, Film Critics Association, Coalition of Asian um, Pacific uh, Pacific Entertainment, also Glad, and uh, the Latino Independent Producers. So they they reaching out to everybody. So wow. Um, but Dumbo, yeah, that's it. But what was yep. what was wrong? What was in Dumbo? I'm not sure, but I guess you have to check out uh, Dumbo. You know, I guess the depiction okay. of I'm not sure. I never did see the film, so I can't say. Um, but check it out um, if you have Disney Plus. Um, also, um, everybody's been waiting for Coming to America. Coming to America Two will be on Amazon Prime. They're in a negotiation to come to um, Amazon. Um, $125 million they're going to pay. I mean, that's, that's, that's pocket change to Bezos, though. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
They got some heavy hitters in uh, round two. Um, uh, Leslie Jones, uh, John Amos, he's going to reprise his role. Louis Anderson, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Um, Also, Rick Ross, Wesley Snipes, and Tracy Morgan are in it. So it should be interesting. And it uh, debuts in But is Eddie Murphy uh, in it? That's what I want to know. Is Eddie Murphy in in it? it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. So he's going to come to America because I think he has a kid. I think I did hear that. Um, uh, It says, Akeem honors his father's dying wish to groom his son um, to become the crown prince. So he returns back to America with his friend, uh, Simi. So, uh, yeah. So it should be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking politics all night, so I just want to get this in. A hundred Hollywood actors, directors, and producers, and showrunners sent a petition to NBC Universal and Comcast executives protesting the timing of the town hall meeting uh, with Donald Trump. Uh, they used the hashtag uh, NBC Blackout was a top trend on Twitter, and several actors, including uh, Conan O'Brien, Jim Carrey, uh, Julia. Uh, uh, Louis Dreyfus, Barbara Streisand got into it. Um, so they were just trying to figure out why did they have them on at the same time. But, um, you know, they really didn't want them on there, period. So that, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Hollywood getting into politics as usual. And um, last but not least, Connie B and uh, her husband Offset, they're getting back together, seems like. She filed for a divorce a couple of months ago, but it looks like they get back together. She had a big birthday bash this weekend, and, uh, hey, they were out seeing, uh, you know, together. So it's back on. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. gracious. He must have given her a heck of a birthday gift. He gave her a $300,000 vehicle, and then he gave a baby seat. uh, I think it was a Gucci baby seat put in the back of the vehicle, so... Oh, hey, boy. What, what can you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, she she probably going to end up with the car, though, because she's making more, m- much more money than him. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, All right. Well, that was a good one. Thank you, Kelly, for the right. Hollywood Review. You're welcome. Right. And we right. know what's You're happening right. in La La Land. <laughs> All right. That takes us for to sure. the kiss list, Papa Didi. Yeah. Can you tell us what exactly is the kiss list? It's a list that we compile of uh, everybody who really showed their butt, Heine, and we put it in form, and we uh, put, give them their own song and the whole nine. And the first one for me is Mitch McConnell, please. Oh, yeah, Mitch McConnell. Please. All right. Old as dirt, and you know. I'd like to also add Lindsey Graham. Oh, my God. Because he showed off at that hearing for uh, yeah, beefing Tony her up. Barrett. All of them talk like they get a, got a Donald Trump audience is what it is. Uh, man. Also, we have the 125 ex-employees from Wells Fargo that were cheating, taking that money that was All supposed right. to be helping mm-hmm. people with uh, COVID. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. The California. The California Republicans that were putting those ballot boxes out there, confusing people. I got them on the list. Um, I've got the racist New York 
County, I mean, racist New York court officers mm-hmm. that are calling black folks and brown folks names out of their out of their natural name and making racist comments and all that. Y'all are on the kiss list. Uh, the people in Virginia and anywhere else where you show up and try to intimidate voters, you call yourself poll watching because your boy told you to. All of you. You're on the kissing list. Yeah, that's scary. Not just Virginia, all over the world. Yeah, I said Virginia and anywhere mm-hmm. else where they're doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. Kettle's boy, Chico Rodriguez, that was hiding <laughs> money in his butt cheeks down there in, uh, <laughs> where was that, in yeah, Brazil? Was. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was Brazil. Like Jack Johnson, huh? Yeah, that's what we said, like Jack Johnson. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. else with the nice kiss it list? Um, anybody um, else? I was say. Oh, the people that um, was involved with the the kidnapping. There was a whole bunch of them. Yeah, the two, the governor and uh, they were trying to get the governor of Virginia, and but the um, other governor of Kentucky, I believe. Yeah, whatever group uh, that was. Michigan. Yeah, they were trying to get mm-hmm. the governor of Michigan. Yeah, that's a good call. Put them on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. Bunch of empty-headed folks. Anybody else? Yep. I think that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. All right. Well, we have a special <laughs> gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It list, and here it Kiss is. Kiss my entire ass. All right, welcome back to John Party One. Your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling, darling, darling. Darling. Ooh, it's time for the last word. We about to get up out of here tonight. What's your mm-hmm. last word, Papa Didi? My last word is to just drive safe, really. I mean, I've seen... Two horrendous accidents on the road tonight, you know, en route from uh, New Jersey to Maryland. And uh, it just was a mess. People were speeding in the rain. I mean, going 100 miles an hour in the rain. Give me a break. I just want to say, just get, arrive alive is all I can say. Please slow down, you know. That's my That's the objective. All right. Well, my last word is, if you can go and vote early, please do so. You know, Papa Didi made a good point earlier where he said, just get out and vote early if you can. Yeah, get it done. Vote safely. Get her done. And watch yourself, because there are some loose cannon, loose guns out here. They got guns. They're out here acting a fool. Don't challenge them, because they got guns. Protect yourself. Be careful. Be safe. Mm Mm-hmm. 
You know how they used to say on Blue, uh, Hill Street Blues when they would go out in the morning, the, the captain used to tell them, be careful out there. So please be careful out there. <laughs> that's my last word. And stop messing with people's signs. Now, that's my last word. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh-huh. What's your last well, word? My last word, my last word is just, I, I guess people just have to think about, you know, the things that we're doing day to day. I just want to say we are just here for a short, short journey on this earth. So my model is now, I'm, I'm going to adopt this model. Do more of what you love. If it's something that you love or care about, do that. Also be kind to one another and have some consideration for people. That's my last word. Amen to that. All right. Well, again, we want to thank our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment, for keeping us on the air and paying the bills every week on time. We appreciate that. So, uh, and shout out to all of our callers and listeners tonight. We appreciate you. And uh, we're going to get on out of here. So let's say goodnight, and we'll do it all again next Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, I'm not going to try to get it right in between. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> let's say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa D. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Until next Friday, we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.